Welcome aboard, Captain. Welcome back to the Star Trek Minute, the semi-daily podcast where we talk about and celebrate Star Trek Three: The Search for Spock, one face-changing minute at a time. I must be one of your co-hosts, David Stoker. And I must be your other co-host, Chris LaSalle. Hey, Chris. Hey, Dave. How's it going? Uh, pretty well. <laughs> this, minute always, this minute always freaks me out, so... Um, <laughs> I mean this this moment in the in the movie always freaks me out a little bit. So okay. we're on to um, minute number seventy eight, and this minute starts with the uh, Klingon soldiers cowering at a tree, falling. And this uh, minute ends with uh, Kirk getting his gun off. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah. So the the tree falling sequence here. The um, I like. I, I like the reaction of the Klingons. They're like, oh, a tree's falling, and they yeah. don't move. <laughs> they just sort of like, Yeah. So this goes back to um, my question, goes w- way back to one of the minutes, and I think it was when Savick and Spock 2 are on the planet, and we see that weird cut of a Klingon in the tree. Yeah. And I'm wondering if that sort of plays into somewhere here, which I didn't, you know, watching the minute a couple of times, you know, a couple of 50 times, uh, I don't know if that necessarily fit in here. So I'm wondering, again, why that scene was in that tree falling scene from so long ago with that Klingon in it. It just seems like it doesn't fit anyone here. And I'm wondering if they cut it and they were like, oh, we just need filler with tree falling. And it just happened to be extra footage that they put in, at the, you know, at that moment. Because it doesn't seem to fit in anywhere here. You're right. It was a different shot. It was like you saw the Klingon in the in the minute you're talking. The older minute you're talking about was in the yeah. 50s, and the, the you know you saw the Klingon from behind, um, and maybe the roots like in front of him right. or something. So yeah, it doesn't totally line up. Um, but we do. Let's. See, I don't know. Yeah, right. Because we have in this in this minute. I mean, the, the Klingons are uh, the Klingon threat is eliminated. Yeah. <laughs> right. Both Klingons. Um, yeah, there's only two of them, and you know, I don't know. It just seems weird. Okay. Yeah, I agree. I, it, it would be nice to see where that. With it, it would have been cool to see the a nice clean cut to see where that fit. Right. Yeah. yeah. So uh, what do we get? So we get uh, now we got fire coming out of the ground. Um, nice touch. Yeah. We get oh, nice. Touch. <laughs> we get one of the Klingons runs over to Spock, and you know he's look like he's really mad at Spock. Like he's about to, you know, I'm not sure what he's doing. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't understand. Does he think he's responsible for what's going on, like in some way? Oh. Like I don't understand his sudden interest in – so they've been just sort of – so Spock last minute gets up, runs away. Savick runs with him, and he's sort of – you know, he's doing his hunched over pain thing, and um, the two Klingons were just sort of standing there. They weren't doing anything. They were just sort of you know looking around, the ground's shaking, thunder, and – you know they're sort of tense, and then the tree falls, and then suddenly, do they notice that Spock and Savick had moved? And they're like, "Oh, well, I gotta go figure out what's going on." Or, like I said, do they think he had something to do with the tree falling on them? 
Yeah, like, I, I, I probably probably that. I think maybe they're like, all right, every time this kid screams, something bad happens, right? Um, so maybe there's like, maybe if we kill him, you know, it'll stop. Right. Which I don't know if the Klingon's about to kill him, but it, I, I think you're right. I think I think they 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 are sensing there's some kind of connection, and so maybe they're just like tired of it and want to take it out on Spock. Yeah, maybe yeah, maybe that's a good way to put it. They just want to. They need something need someone to take it out on and they want to take it out on the Vulcan kid. Yeah. Um, so he shoves Savick out of the way. Um, and then miraculously Spock picks up the Klingon and flings him over, uh, the fire. And it always makes me think, and I was laughing while I was watching it, and I'm laughing now. It always makes me think of Monty Python and the Holy Grail when they're at the bridge and they have the uh, the guy that's asking the questions. Yeah. And, uh, you know, what's your favorite color? Yellow. No, blue. <laughs> ah! Nicholas Ryan. <laughs> yes. <Yep. laughs> just the way he's thrown, it just makes me think of that. Yeah. I love... <laughs> I mean, stuntmen are great. They, and editing is great because he probably just bounced <laughs> off a trampoline or something, right? That was yeah. How they made this happen? Um, <laughs> great. Now I'm gonna have that in my head. <laughs> Sorry, man. <laughs> so, uh, so one thing I've never picked up on really in this moment is kind of gruesome. Uh, <laughs> when that Klingon comes down, his hand, his head lands right on a boulder. Yeah. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> now that I see it, I'm like, oh. God, that's pretty gross. <laughs> so that's he's he's out of commission with that. And so is he? So do we think he's dead, or is, is he just like maybe unconscious a little? Um, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say he's dead. I mean, no one thinks thinks about him again, right? No one. Yeah, I don't think so. I think he's. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think he's dead. Yeah, I do too. He's okay. dead, Jim. Yeah. <laughs> uh. So yeah, Spock freaks out again, right? Throws himself down. He's shaking in agony, uh, and this is an interesting moment too, right? In the film, as the the other Klingon comes running over to watch what's going on. Yeah, I just found that interesting decision to, you know, we we get Savick watching uh, and see her face and her reaction to what's happening to Spock, but you know they they chose to include. Uh, the Klingon reaction, which really isn't much. He doesn't seem to... Well, I think he runs over probably to see... to go after the Klingon. I mean, uh, to go after the Vulcan kid because he just killed his buddy. Oh, you think so? So I think, so I think it's a natural reaction to him to being like, oh my god, they killed him. I gotta go... I gotta go over and get them. And then he sort of... he sort of slows up and he sort of sees what's going on and realizes, oof. <laughs> yeah, like, oh boy. Uh, yeah. So what do you, okay. So now we're there, right? So, uh, we get to watch, we haven't seen this yet, right? We always, everything's so far with Spock changing has been happening off camera. Yeah. Uh, so this is this moment they choose to actually let us see. Um, and, uh, what do you think? Boy, they should have cut this out. (laughs) I do not like it. I don't, it, it freaks me out every time I see it. And I just, I don't, (laughs) I just, I don't think it's particularly well done, and I it's weird, and I just don't even I, I I can't even explain what I'm feeling because I just don't I really don't like it. 
is it is it the eyeball bulge that you get to see? <laughs> um. <laughs> so. I don't. I do, how do you feel? Let me, tell you, let me ask right. you. How do you feel about it? I, I get grossed out every time, and <laughs> and I'm also. I, I think I might have hinted at this a while back. I also think about um, Michael Jackson's Thriller, um, the scene where he changes from Michael Jackson into the werewolf, into the werewolf. and yeah. they do the same kind of stuff. There's similar things where they've got you know, I don't know what, how they do it, little little airbags or something under his skin, or you know, right. It's just making making his face distort and change shape. And I remember. Yeah, so there are too. Yeah, there are moments in movies where the changing from one thing to another, American Werewolf in London. Yeah, I look at the amazing transformation they do in that, and I feel like they do it well. Here, I'm just freaked out because it just looks fake on top of looking creepy. Yeah, and I think that's why I get so freaked out. And I'm like, I just really don't. I get, I get the decision to sort of show us. Like we sort of like you alluded, we've been seeing these transformations post. Like we see Spock one, then we see Spock two, and then Spock three, and then Spock four. Like we haven't really seen the transformation into what will be eventually mature Spock. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just feel like they, much like some of the special effects in this movie, I don't know they did it very well. I, I'm not in. Let me just say, I'm not in love with it. Is okay, so I need to. I, I don't know the answer to this, and I didn't think to <laughs> think to research it further. Is this? Is this? Are we seeing Spock number five, or are we seeing a model? So that was my next question. Is this a real person, or is this a dummy? <laughs> I, I've always thought it was a dummy. Yes, so did I. I never thought this was a real person. Right, and it, you know, makes me wonder. I mean, obviously, they, you know. It's a dummy, and it certainly looks a hell of a lot like Leonard Nimoy, like young Leonard Nimoy, like a young Leonard Nimoy. Yes, yeah, which which probably adds to the creep out, right? Because yeah. up, up until this point, too, we've only seen you know just uh, some Vulcan teenager, some Vulcan kid. It, you know, nothing that makes you actually think it is actually Spock. You know, so this is right. the first time we're actually seeing someone that looks like Leonard Nimoy, and it's this you know bubbling face model. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, what do you think? And I'm going to say emotion. What is the emotion Savick is going through right now? Is it horror? Is it curiosity? I would have said horror because I love her reaction here. Yeah, she looks like she is like, oh my god, what is happening? Yeah, and it's especially with her eyes. Her eyes, everyone, like, yes, occasionally bug out. <laughs> you know. Um, so I, I would say. I would say horror, but you know, part of me says, well, it's also savic, so there's probably some, yeah. like, you know, scientific curiosity going on on there too. Like, oh, you know, what am I see almost right like now? like amazement. Yeah like, yeah, like oh my god, I'm seeing this 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 thing happening. I wonder if there's a little bit of disgust in there too. Well, yeah, it's gross. Yeah, I, I don't want to see somebody's eyeball bulging out. <laughs> yeah, that's. Yeah, I've got it on a loop, and it's just creeping me out. It does. You, know you know, as much as we say it's a dummy, it, in some ways, it doesn't. It doesn't necessarily look like a dummy. I mean, obviously, all the facial things that are happening, but it looks like they yeah. could, they may have put, like they could have put you know prosthetics, prosthetics on, on, but it yeah. doesn't look like they put prosthetics on Spock number four. 
No, it just it it makes me think of like the scenes of like when we see Arnold Schwarzenegger in the Terminator, and he like you know we see his eye, and like it's clearly it's a dummy, yeah. like it's dummy head. I feel like that's what we're seeing here is like one of those animatronic heads that we've you know in other movies we've seen. Yeah, I'm trying to look away. I'm looking away. Okay, but moving on. Okay, moving on. So Kirk and the boys, <laughs> they finally show up, um, and they uh, they. Rounding down the bend, down the hill, and they come upon the scene of the Klingon, Savick and Spock, come to a stop. Kirk gets gets the draw off and yeah. fires the phaser. Uh, what do you think of this this, this shot? <sighs> well, my quite, I, I think it's kind of cool, but I'm like, the whole blowing back like he sort of shoots him and he floats in the air for a minute and then falls to the ground i'm kind of like yeah no mm, not buying it not buying it uh i get a big i always get a big kick out of it i mean just like ooh, that's a you know he didn't vaporize him which I, again i'm always confused about you know uh, <laughs> so, so my quite they're supposed to do but i like this phaser setting the one that the one that this launches you into the air <laughs> Well, that's what my question was, was what is, is this a setting? Like, it, it's not because I feel like it's if they do stun, it's sort of like and then they fall to the ground. Yeah. Vaporizes. He's, you know, Captain Terrell, you know, he disappears. Yep. Right. Um, is this somewhere in between? You know, not quite vaporized, not quite stun. And it seems like it obviously has enough force to lift him off the ground. Yeah. And knock him out of his shoe. <laughs> Does he knock him out of a shoe? No, I don't think something he drops something. Uh, I don't think it's this. Maybe he drops a knife or something. Something falls from the Klingon as he <laughs> sailing backwards through the air. Uh, and at first I thought it was his shoe, but it's, it's not. I don't know what it is. Uh, no, I like it. I also wonder. I I I I think it's cool. I think it's a cool effect. It also makes me wonder how they did it. Mm. Yeah, like oh right yeah you know is he on a on a wire and they just you know dragged him up in the air but i think it's a i think it's they cut the scene because in the one scene so if you flip back between the 55 56 second right. you'll see the klingon standing there and the beam coming in and then if you look at the beginning of the 50 seconds you see you already see him in the air so i think it's like they spliced it together at the moment and they're using the the phaser blast Oh. The light from the phaser blast as the transition. Okay. So you don't see him off the ground, you know, like yep. lifted off the ground kind of thing. Oh, I see. Well, that, that, that's really well done. Because I, I just assumed, you know, they, they whatever they said, okay, you got hit. And then they yanked him backwards on a wire or something. But it's just he's in the air for an unusual length of time. <laughs> I wonder how many times they had to do this. Yeah, I don't know, to get it right and yeah, slam him back into the you know styrofoam rocks behind him, and it's fun. It's fun watching it back and forth too. Beep, beep, beep. Yeah, you could even see in Savick's face, like when the laser blast is coming in, she's sort of looking at Kirk. Her mouth is closed, but then afterwards you see her mouth open and her hair looks a little different. So this oh, was clearly yeah. this was clearly done in a couple of different shots. All right, you ruined it for me. Thanks, man. Whatever. Yeah, that's one. I I like that. I want to see that happen more often when people get hit by phasers. I want to see them go sailing. You know what? I see them go flying. Well, you know what? I'm going to say. Okay, so I'm going to say 
this may be a little inspirational to the new Star Wars movies, um, which I don't think you and I have ever talked about, but man, in Force Awakens mm. and uh, The Last Jedi, every time somebody gets shot, they go sailing. Yeah. Right? They're like, they're spinning around in the you know, legs and arms everywhere and flying into walls or flying over walls. And, um, you know, none of that happened in, in the original trilogy. You got shot, you fell down. You fell down, yeah. yeah. Now they get blown all over the place. Um, so this to me is like a little, uh, uh, a little pre- precursor to that. You think, Maybe you think J.J. Abrams saw this and was like, "Oh, you know what? I'm going to use that Force Awakens. I like that move." <laughs> Maybe, yeah. <laughs> All right, what else we got for this minute? Um, I was going to say, "Oh, the search for Spock is over," but we get it's another cliffhanger. <laughs> uh, yeah, they finally get there. So they they arrive. They save the day. They save the day again. Mm-hmm. Kirk does it again. Um, but yeah, the movie not over. They're still trapped. Still not over. 78 minutes, you know. We should be done by now. Uh, do you get anything else for this minute then, sir? I don't think so. Yeah, I, I don't think, think I'm, uh, I don't think, I think I'm so good. good. I just a little grossed out by this minute. <laughs> not for the faint of heart. I know the, the people in the Federation are going to be like, you guys are wimps. <laughs> And this goes back to my, my my saying before that I don't like horror movies and partially before these types of scenes when you see like transformations. Like I remember when I saw American Werewolf in London, I was horrified when he tra- transforms into the werewolf. Oh, you actually saw that? I, I did, see, actually. I that movie. But anyway, I think I'm done. Yeah, I don't think I have anything else. Too much more for the minute. I was looking through the novelization uh, Bonna Mkhitaryan's novelization to to you know to see if there's anything else that happened in the scene. There's a there's a little bit more dialogue uh, with Savick trying to ease you know uh, ease Spock and you know it's going to be okay. I can help you that kind of stuff. But there is uh, I think you asked the question at the beginning of this minute, right? You yeah. asked, did Savick see the Enterprise? Right. Uh, she did. Uh, oh, okay. So in the novelization, uh, you know, it starts. You know, they kind of they're flipping back and forth between scenes, and uh, it picks up with you know, and then uh, the point of light that was the Enterprise flared into a nova and scattered itself across the sky. The Savic gasped, and the ship vanished. Like whoa! Ooh, wow. So that's uh, that would have been a nice touch to mm. if they had left that of the film, or at least get to see her reaction to it. Um, because really, the 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 reaction of the of the bridge crew is all, you know, they they knew, right? They set the destruct. They they beamed down the planet, so they're they're expecting to see this. Uh, but when you think about it from Savick's perspective, she would not have expected that to happen at all, right? Right. Yeah. Uh, so that would have been a good that would have packed a nice emotional punch if we got to see her just have that little little gasp moment. Anyway, what could have been? I don't know how many times I've said that this season. <laughs> <laughs> all right then that's all i had so i'm ready to wrap it up uh, if you are i am ready all right well folks um why don't you while we're waiting we'll be back again next week uh, while you're waiting uh why don't you head out to uh t public and uh check out some of the cool t-shirts we have for sale um tpublic.com slash star trek minute um all sorts of fun designs out there including um you can get things for your iphones cases for your iphones and stickers and all sorts of whatnot uh check it out every purchase you make a little bit goes back to the show and helps keep the lights on here um 
And we'll be back again next week talking about Minute 79 of The Search for Spock here at Star Trek Minute. Bye now. Bye.